Blog Talk Radio. talking sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. Of course, as always, you're going to get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. You can show blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. That's blogtalkradio.com slash pgant. You can send messages to the show on Twitter. At Go For It Gant. And all those good places. So, great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by Ryder University assistant basketball coach Marlon Guild. And we're going to talk NBA Finals. We're going to talk the aftermath of the NBA Finals. And all the craziness that went along with those NBA finals. I mean, let's let's get right down to it. Let's get right down to it. Um, it was an amazing. It wasn't. I, let me let me see how I can explain this. Looking at these NBA finals, right? So much happened that change that changes the course of the NBA for maybe the next two to three years. Or maybe beyond. Because you have a situation now, first and foremost, Kawhi Leonard, Toronto Raptors are NBA champions. No one would have expected that coming into this season. No one. And they're champions, and they were able to get it done. And and we can talk about Masai Yuri and what he has done to build this roster, to build this. He was the architect. But here's the thing. A lot of people can talk about, well, he took a gamble by trading DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard, and, you know, that was a big-time gamble because you don't know what's going to happen with Leonard moving forward. But I, I counter, I would counter with this. I don't think this Raptor team with DeMar DeRozan would have beat the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't think they would have. I don't think they get out of the second round. I don't think that team with DeMar DeRozan beats the 76ers. I don't see it. The reason that the Raptors were able to beat the Philadelphia 76ers was because of Kawhi Leonard and his greatness, his ability to make play after play after play, which concluded with the ultimate play, which was the buzzer beater, series clinching, jump shot in the corner in game seven to advance the Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals. And as a Sixers fan, that shot hurts. And I think a lot of teams in the Eastern Conference are kicking themselves right now. The Sixers are one of them. The Bucks are one of them. And, And the Celtics, too, as well. They're kicking themselves because the Golden State Warriors were right for the picking. The reality is the reason that the Golden State Warriors lost to the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals is they broke down. Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson broke down. I mean, Klay Thompson missed game three, and then he finally broke down and tore his ACL in game six. Kevin Durant misses all of the series, comes back game five. He breaks down and tears his Achilles. So the Warriors were right for the picking. You had Looney, he was hurt. Iguodala was banged up. Cousins, 
as well dealing with injury. Well, trying to come back, he was on the court, but he was struck. So the reality is, the Golden State Warriors were right for the picking, and at the end of the day, there are teams in the Eastern Conference kicking themselves. Now, would the, would the Raptors have won this series if Kevin Durant was completely healthy? No, they would have not. They wouldn't have. I think that's just reality. It, it, it wouldn't have happened. Golden State, if everybody's healthy, is an unbeatable basketball team in a seven-game series. And I just look at them in this particular series. Kevin, Golden State is a, without Kevin Durant, they're still a very, very good basketball team. And heck, they won a title without Kevin Durant. But the thing about Kevin Durant is he makes the Warriors darn near unbeatable. He makes the Warriors darn near unbeatable. They're an unbeatable team as far as I'm concerned in the seven-game series with Kevin Durant. And it shows. But Durant wasn't healthy. Clay Thompson had the hamstring. And so this team was banged up. And, and, you know, we could say, okay, you know, we could put an asterisk, asterisk next to uh, this, this championship for the Raptors. It's fine. If that's what you want to do, do it. But it doesn't change that Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors are champions. It doesn't change anything. And here's a, I, I will also counter this. A part, the, a, the big part of winning an NBA title is having health. And the Raptors, it's a long season. 82-game regular season, and depending on what happens in the playoffs, it could get to 100-plus games. So it's a lot of basketball, a lot of basketball that is played. It's a long season. So a big part of that is being able to stay healthy enough to finish out the year. And the Toronto Raptors were healthy enough to get through the year and win the NBA Finals. The Golden State Warriors were not. We look at last year with the Warriors and the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals, Chris Paul goes down. You argue if Chris Paul stays healthy, the Rockets had two games to win the series. They were up 3-2. All they had to do was win one more game. They're going to the NBA Finals. We can argue, okay, the only reason the Warriors won that game was because the Houston Rockets and Chris Paul were not healthy enough to get to the NBA Finals. They weren't healthy enough to get by the Golden State Warriors. And I'll I'll say this again. Health is a part of winning an NBA title. The greatest ability is your availability. And the reality is the Raptors were more available. They have more availability than the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors, no Durant, Klay Thompson, they weren't available enough. And you look at the Golden State Warriors moving forward. I mean, it's going to be interesting in the Bay. This dynasty is over for now. It could be a situation where they could, you know, you wonder, Clay Thompson may not come back until possibly next year's playoffs or or maybe slightly earlier. Durant is, is at this point out for all of next year. So the reality is, that team, the way it's presently constructed, you're going with Steph and, and, and Draymond, you know, as your two best players. At this point, anything can happen in terms of what they plan on doing. But the reality is that team probably isn't good enough to go to the NBA playoffs in the Western Conference. So, therefore, you wonder, do the, do the Warriors tank and, and, and just play for not 
2019-2020, but 2020-2021. Do, do they wait? They basically, in, on, on some level, and, and they're moving into that brand new building in San Francisco. Do they basically, at this point, just blow off next year and, and, and focus on two years from now? I mean, it, it's so crazy how these NBA finals have impacted the future of the NBA like we've never seen before. I mean, it's crazy. But that's the beauty of the sport. That's the beauty of the game. And we move forward. We're going to bring in a guy now. You know, we, we talk NBA playoffs with this man a lot over the years. And, you know, we started the NBA playoffs with this man. And guess we're going to end the NBA playoffs with this man. Let's bring him in now. Riding University assistant basketball coach, Marlon Gill. Marlon. Paul, what's up, man? What's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. You know me. I, I never complain, man. Been looking forward to this conversation. We got a lot to talk about. For sure. We, there's a lot to, to talk about. Um, let, let, Let's start here. Let's start here, I guess, because it, it's a lot to unbox here, uh, you know, with these NBA finals because of all the things that have happened. I mean, it's just crazy. Clay Thompson out, torn ACL, Kevin Durant, Achilles, uh, both of those guys can be free agents. Um, you know, obviously Kawhi Leonard and his choice. I mean, there's just so much that can happen and so much that's going to happen. So let's, let's start here. So looking at now your initial reaction, the Toronto Raptors 2019 NBA champions, your initial reaction to that. Give credit where it's due. It's not their fault that guys got hurt. Uh, I think they did what they were supposed to do. Uh, I thought Nick Nurse did a great job, you know, maybe aside from calling that timeout in game five uh, that stopped their momentum in that third quarter. I thought he did a great job and pretty much outcoached Steve Kerr in that entire series. So, you know, you tip your hat off to those guys. I mean, Kawhi Leonard played out of his mind. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry played well. Shout out to Philly. I know you'd like to see that. Sure. Uh, you know, <laughs> and just those role guys did what they were supposed to do. Uh, Danny Green made timely shots. Gasol made timely shots. I mean, you even look at, you know, the game last night. Uh, Ibaka got big time offensive rebound put back. Uh, Kawhi did what he needed to do on the offensive glass. Uh, you know, so you got to give credit where it's due. Uh, you know, I, I know for me on, on Twitter, I, I killed the Raptors after beating Milwaukee to get to the finals. Uh, I, I made my jokes about the Warriors winning the series in three. Uh, I, I made my jokes about Messiah Jerry. Uh, welcoming the challenge of the Warriors, and, and hey, joke's on me right now. So, you know, congrats to Toronto, and, and hopefully they can keep it going. For sure. And, and one of the reasons, they, one of the ways, excuse me, they can keep it going is by keeping Kawhi Leonard. So, but let me ask you this. And to me, you know, I've heard everybody saying this, and, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Everybody's saying, you know what? Oh, they made such a bold move by bringing in uh, Kawhi Leonard and trading DeMar DeRozan. They made such a bold move by, you know, gambling Kawhi knowing that he could be a free agent. I, I counter with this. It really wasn't a bold move. It was kind of a no-brainer. The reality is DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry together wasn't winning an NBA title, period, point blank. Quite frankly, they don't get out of the second round. They don't beat the Sixers. If DeMar DeRozan's in there instead of uh, Kawhi Leonard, doesn't happen. So to me, really wasn't that big of a gamble. Your thoughts on it? You're crazy. That, that was a big gamble. And they won. You know, I think it's one of those things where, you know, we talk about it all the time as people, but we're often scared to do it. You know, you bet on yourself. And give Masai Jerry credit. You know, he, he bet on himself, uh, the decisions that he made. Uh, I, I look at it, I, I question both of those decisions uh, for the reasons that you said, you know, trading for Kawhi Leonard and not knowing what you'd be getting back in return. 
and, and then firing the coach of the year. Just think about it. That's just unheard of to fire a coach of the year and replace him with a guy that sits right next to him. Right. Uh, can you imagine everything that Nick Nurse had to go through this year uh, of the whispering behind his back of people wondering, did he backstab Dwayne Casey to get that job? And, and you know, for him to stay focused and, and lead this team to, to an NBA championship is unbelievable. Uh, you know, just with how we see things today, man, distractions, when they get a hold of you, it's really hard to overcome that. But they were able to do that. And, and quite honestly, do it in convincing fashion. I mean, think about game five. If they make certain stops or if Nick Nurse doesn't call that timeout necessarily, you're probably looking at them winning this game, winning the series in five games instead of six. I think they just wanted to have Drake sweat a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll say in terms of the coach, you know, coaching decision, that was a rest. That was that was a big time rest. But I don't – anytime – see, I looked at – we all, I think, would argue that Kawhi Leonard was, before the injury, was probably the best two-way player in the NBA. So, to me, if you have an opportunity to get the best – arguably the best two-way player in the NBA for DeMar DeRozan, and, and no disrespect to DeMar DeRozan because he's a good player, he's an all-star caliber player, but he's not Kawhi Leonard. So from my standpoint, if you if you bring in Leonard and you strike out, guess what? You you have to start all over, and you probably may have to have done that anyway if you kept the Rosen because you wouldn't have been better than Philadelphia, and you probably you wouldn't be better in Milwaukee as well. So, I mean that's why yeah, but, in but my opinion, think about it wasn't this. much of a risk. Think about this though: who likes to start over? Nobody. Whether it's a, a new job, a, a new relationship, uh, a new anything, starting over is almost like saying you, you failed, and nobody likes to be considered a failure. So I, I think making that trade, they almost had to, but at, at the same time, it was like okay, having Demar was the consistency that that we were used to. And, you know, let's be honest, had we really thought about Toronto as a serious title contender, I, I don't even think they thought they were a serious title contender. Right. I think they they were fine with, hey, let's get to the playoffs and make it interesting because, because that's, all, that's all that we know. And sometimes that's fine. So, you know, I, I thought it was a big risk. Uh, I still think it's a big risk now. I, I don't think it's a complete definite that Kawhi stays if I'm him. I say to Toronto to a certain degree, hey, I did what you guys wanted me to do. I got you guys a championship. I brought something to a city that wasn't really known. I've done my job. Now I can go get my money and I don't have to do it here. It's almost similar to LeBron winning the championship in Cleveland and saying, okay, you guys can't crucify me. Now. I did what I came here to do. Now it's time for me to go take care of myself. Well, uh, so me... It'll be interesting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. It's all I have. Uh, well, let me let me let me say this. Well, if Kawhi doesn't come back, and you know it's a good possibility that he doesn't, to me the deal still you still win because you got an NBA title out of it. So I think at this point, no matter what happens, and to your point, just like LeBron, at the end of the day, he's done what he had to do, and on some level, Masai Yuri did what he had to do by bringing him in and winning the NBA title. So everybody, in a lot of ways, did what they needed to do. So it wouldn't be surprising, you know, with that report out that the Wizards are very interested in, in Masai. So it wouldn't be surprising that he leaves as well. It wouldn't be surprising if both of those guys leave. Masai, go get your money, man. Earned <laughs> it. I don't care what they're saying about you, uh, with the security last night. You earned your $10 million. Go get it, man. Let me hold something, too. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't be mad at a man if he's going to take that particular offer. But you wonder now if the Raptors would counter on some level. But it's going to be very, very interesting. And then let me ask you this. 
what do you think Kawhi does? I mean, it's, it's still early in this process, obviously. The process really hasn't even started, per se. But what do you think Kawhi does? Enjoy winning a championship. <laughs> and, and that's why that's why he has an agent. That's why these guys have agents. If I'm him, I go to a nice island that I can't even pronounce, and I enjoy myself. And, you know, kind of just turn my back to everybody that questioned what I was doing last season by sitting out games and, you know, making sure I was right, you know, and, and not succumbing to the pressure of people saying, well, he didn't want to play. Why is he not playing? He's doing this team a disservice. He's doing that guy a disservice. You know, go enjoy yourself, man, because to win a championship is not easy especially in the fashion that they did. For sure. Then sit back and let, let your representation do what they're supposed to do. So let me ask you this. I mean, to me, actually at the end of the day, it's all about where he wants to be. I mean, and, and that's all truly a personal decision, but you could argue you stay in Toronto, I mean, and you this, you probably get a statue. You, you might get a statue if you decide to stay in Toronto, you know, from this point on, you know, and beyond. I mean, but, you know, it's going to be interesting. He might want to be home. The talk was before this whole process that he wanted to be in Los Angeles, and he may end up there. Who knows? But at the end of the day, Toronto can't be mad at him because he's done his job. I mean, he did what he needed to do, and he's won an NBA title. So let me ask you this. You talked about Kawhi not getting pressured. You know, and, and, you know, people were pressuring him last year. We we saw, we heard the stories of the Spurs, you know, Tony Parker and those guys trying to talk to him, trying to get him back on the court in the playoffs, but he wasn't having it. We have a situation now with Kevin Durant where some people believe that he was pressured to get back on the court, and ultimately he got back on the court, and sadly he tore his right Achilles. Do you think on some level that Kevin Durant succumbed to the pressure? No, because I think look at what we've seen from Kevin Durant since he's made his decision to come to Golden State. He doesn't really care what people think. He's going to do what he wants to do, and whoever questions him, he's quick to respond and have an answer for him whether they like it or not. So I think what we saw was essentially the the love that a guy has for the game. Um it, it, you know, whether it was winning or losing, he just liked, likes to play. And you look at when he came out to the New York area a couple of years ago and just played in the Dykeman League, played in the Rucker League, that, that shows me that's a guy that just likes to play the game of basketball. And, and for some, some guys that have played the game their entire life, that's all they know. So for you to take that away from them, it's hard. So right. I, I think for him it was a decision that he made. Uh, I, I don't. I'm sure the front office was happy that he made that decision to play until, you know, he, he made that jab step uh, mm. because it, it gave him a better chance to win. But you know, sometimes these things happen. So I, I don't think uh, I don't think he succumbed to the pressure of anybody. And I, I think you know, for those who may have questioned him playing, I think at the end of the day, first and foremost, he's not going to miss any money. He's going to get a max deal, whether it's with the Warriors or somebody else in this NBA. So that's, you know, knock that off the list. And at the end of the day, how many opportunities are you going to get to three-peat? And how many opportunities are you going to get to play in the NBA Finals? And so at at the end of the day, I mean, he really didn't have much to lose, if anything. He's going to still get paid. Now you can argue torn Achilles, maybe he doesn't come back as the same player. That's always the possibility. But at the end of the day, you play basketball as it's your job and your job is to make money. Ultimately, you're going to continue to make money. So, to me, he really had nothing to lose by coming back and I'm not mad at it. I mean, it's just the risk. I mean, anybody can tear their Achilles. I mean, playing basketball. I tore my Achilles playing basketball a couple of years ago. So, it it can happen. And I was out there without the proper shoes, 
and just out there playing. And I knew I shouldn't have been playing with those shoes, but I played anyway. So <laughs> if, if I'm Kevin Durant, I would have done the same thing. I would have played and I would have took my chances. He's getting paid no matter what. So you take your chances and see what happens. And unfortunately, things didn't really happen the way he wanted them and the way Golden State wanted them to happen. So let me ask you this. If Kevin Durant were healthy, if Clay Thompson were healthy, would we be talking about the Raptors as NBA champions? I say no. I'm sticking to my guns. Warriors in three. <laughs> I'm not I'm not coming off my stance. Uh I, I thought at full strength the Warriors would have too much uh firepower uh for them. I mean think about it. Golden State had to go play and, and this is no knock on these guys. They're in the NBA so you know, they they're good players, but they had to play Quinn Cook and uh McKinney. Uh, Jordan Bell, Jarevko, uh, these are all guys that aren't used to these situations and playing on this stage. You know, I, I think there were times last night I watched McKinney and the Raptors didn't even know he was on the floor. Uh, he, he would play defense and, and they exploited him. You know, that tells me this is a guy that's not used to this stage. So let's pick on him. And they did a good job of that. Uh, like I said, I thought Nick Nurse did a great job uh, coaching these guys and taking advantage of certain matchups. Uh, and, you know, just a, a new territory that, that the Warriors had never been in. Um, and give them credit. I think they still gave up a good fight. Uh, it, it was just too much. You know, Toronto had better game planning. Uh Better offensive guys. Uh, uh, I even thought there were times where they played five on two. Uh, you, you know, they, they triangle and two step a little bit when when Clay wasn't in the game. Uh, you know, boxing one. You know, a lot of junk defenses that these guys weren't used to, and, and you know, to force other guys to beat you, and, and those other guys couldn't make those plays. Not at all. Not at all. And and at the end of the day, those guys probably didn't expect to have to make those plays, you know, when that series started. But, hey, it, it happens. We're talking well, to the I, University I, Assistant I, Basketball Coach Marlon Gill. So, I, I, go ahead. I, I'll say this, man. I actually want to say this. Do you know who's feeling upset right now uh, while we're talking? If, I'm, if you're Patrick McCall, how pissed off are you right now? Because this is you won a championship, yeah, but this is the reason why you left Golden State because you couldn't get any playing time. Could you imagine if he played for Golden State? He's probably looking at McKinney, Quinn Cook like, damn, that took my minutes. <laughs> you're right. Think you're right. I, did, I, I didn't think about it from that angle, but you're right. I mean, he definitely, yeah. he definitely would have got the time. He definitely would have got the time, and maybe he would have showed out. But he this was he definitely would have got that time. So it, it's it's amazing, man. This this series was just crazy in a lot of different ways. So let me ask you this. We got the Golden State Warriors now moving forward. Obviously there's questions. Kevin Durant, I mean, he's not gonna play next season at this point. Clay Thompson, he's gonna come back, but it's gonna be later in the season. The Warriors, the way I look at them, you know, the dynasty is over. But it might be just a pause, and it's going to depend on what happens in this offseason in terms of Clay, in terms of Kevin Durant. Obviously, I expect Clay Thompson to come back. Kevin Durant, obviously, there's some questions. But looking at this Warriors team, how do you see them moving forward? <laughs> Nothing's gone. They'll take a year off, and they'll be right back. And right. to be honest, they'll probably be even stronger because I'll tell you what this reminds me of something, a, a team called the San Antonio Spurs in 1998. Season doesn't go yeah. well. They have one bad year. They get the number one overall pick. Tim Duncan comes on board. The rest is history. Now, Bob Myers has got some work to do. I'm sure that there's a little bit of patching that needs to be done between he and Kevin Durant and, and, and Rich Kleinsman and those guys, but 
let's say if he sits out next year, which he should, I would even say, Clay Thompson, you sit out next year as, as well. You know, let the Warriors take their lumps, not necessarily tank, because, you know, Steph's not that kind of player. Draymond, we know, is not that kind of player. Uh, you know, maybe we walk away from Boogie, but it's no harm, no foul, $5 million. But, you know, let, let's go ahead and, and go, you know, 24 and 58, which I don't <laughs> see them doing that. But let's go 24 and 58. There are some guys that uh, that are in high school right now, and, and I don't want the NCAA to, to come and accuse Ryder of any violations. We don't want to be one of the six teams that will be, uh, be talked about, so I'm going to keep quiet. But there are certain uh, guys in high school right now that will be eligible for that draft that will can come right in and, and, and play for the Warriors and help. Be a little better than a, a Jordan Bell, a little better than a McKinney, a little better than, than a Quinn Cook, and then they're probably reeling off if they keep it together. They're probably reeling off another three, four championships in a row, and then we're really gonna start talking about it's the cheat code out here. <laughs> you know what? I I I said the same thing before you came on. I said the same thing. You know what? Let's tank, mm-hmm. not tank, but tank, yes, basically, um, and rebuild this thing and see what happens. I mean, and you talked about the Spurs, and I remember that year. I remember, you know, David Robinson, you know, he was supposed to come back at this point. He was supposed to come back at this point. But ultimately, he never came back. And the reality is him not playing that particular year set the Spurs dynasty up you know, for, for the, you know, made Greg Popovich, you know, one of the greatest coaches of all time, you know, obviously putting, you know, getting a Tim Duncan and, and adding, putting him with David Robinson. And ultimately they were able to add other pieces along the way, Parker, Ginobili, you know, Kawhi Leonard at some point. But at the end of the day, that dynasty doesn't happen without that 98 season, without that tanking, if you will. Some people, you know, accuse the Spurs of tanking that year. Without that, the Spurs don't have that dynasty, so. Hey, I, yeah. I'll, even, I'll even say this, I, I'd even say this to you, and, and, and shout out to the Spurs, shout out to my, my man Brian Wright and those guys over there. You think David Robinson doesn't have a job at all times within that organization for having that injury and <laughs> seeing how that worked out? Oh, Dave, come on, you need something? What can we? What can we do for you? Right. You're good. I mean, you you have an <laughs> office here. You don't even have to come in if you don't want to. So, I don't think I don't think all obviously I don't think all is lost in Golden State. I mean, obviously going into that new building, you you would like to be the Warriors that we've seen over the past few years, but the building still will get filled because it's a brand new building. People will fill it. But at the end of the day, Next season, obviously, is not going to be a championship run for the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, hey, sometimes you need that break. You need that little break to kind of recharge and, and, and do it again. It's kind of like, well, when Michael Jordan retired, right? I mean, ultimately, the Bulls were still competitive, but ultimately, he came back and, you know, they had another three-peat. So, it might be just what the doctor ordered on some level. So, you talked about Steph, and a lot of people have been critical of Steph. You know, he missed that. He had that look wide open. Not a wide open look, but it was a look that Steph usually makes. It was a good look. You, you couldn't ask for a better look. It was it was a good look. Ultimately, he missed it. And I saw a stat, and what? In the playoffs, Steph is 0 for 8 with less than 20 seconds in, in games, so on and so forth. I mean – Steph hasn't won an NBA Finals MVP, but I mean, I guess we could. I guess you know, not guess. I think we could come at him for in terms of him not always playing the best in NBA Finals. You know, in an NBA Finals play. But I will say this: I believe the guy averaged thirty points in these NBA Finals. So how bad was he? So your thoughts on that? 
everybody that has an opinion on Steph Curry's performance in the finals, you go play. Let me see what happens. <laughs> they threw everything at him. Hell, there was one point I thought I was on the floor guarding him. <laughs> you know, so I think the play that they ran last night to tie the game, you know, everybody's talking about it today that, that you know, they stole it from Brad Stevens. And, and you know, I'll say this, as coaches, we steal from everybody. Nobody's original. Um, you know, was it a good look? Some would say yes. I would say this. In that situation, you know everybody's trying to contest the shot. I probably shot fake. Get, he had two guys in the air. I know I can make three free throws in a row. Let me go shoot three free throws instead of trying to shoot the shot off balance. Right. Because everybody's going to fly at me. All right. Got them in the air. Now you're really at my mercy. You know, there's enough time on the clock. For sure. I, I, I know I can make these free throws. but And, you know, maybe he makes them and we're not even talking about him being 0 for 8, you know, with certain shots. Uh, but, you know, people that ha- have their opinion, they're, they're all the uh, Monday morning quarterback, uh, things of that nature. You try and go do what Steph Curry does on a daily basis. Let's see how, how that turns out. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to kill him because I can shoot the basketball still, but I can't shoot it like Steph Curry. So <laughs> I, I know the importance of, you know, trying to stop him. So, you know, people that had their opinion, they, they can just keep it to themselves. But think about it. That's, that's what we all want to say because it stirs up controversy. And right. one thing I, I will say is this just to piggyback off the conversation we had about tanking. You don't really want to wake the beast up. Right now, those guys know they let an opportunity slip. And then I, I looked at them last night, uh, you know, post-game. Steph's laughing, hanging out with, with his family. They're taking pictures. He's cracking jokes with Draco over the phone. That that man knows what's, what's going to happen next. He knows they can keep that together. They can reel off another three, four, and get the number one pick in the draft down the road. Yeah. I mean, and, and his demeanor afterwards was kind of interesting. It, it almost seemed, it, obviously he didn't want to lose, but it seemed like he was content in losing. Not con- Maybe it's not content's the wrong word, but like, he just he just was okay with it. And and maybe for that's now. not the right word either. For now. Yeah. For now. Yeah. I, I can guarantee you today he feels a little different. And, and right now, if, if I'm him, you know, everybody's giving each other a little bit of space. But there, there'll be a conversation between Steph, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and, and Kevin Durant that Bob Myers doesn't even have to worry about. All, all he has to do is sit back and don't, and don't Blank it up. I'll let you guys fill in the blank. But they know, those four guys know what everybody's saying right now. So all it takes is a text message that says two words, I'm in. Right. And then the NBA's in trouble again. Right. And I would say this. If I just reeled off these numbers and you didn't notice who this player was, you would say this guy had a great series, 30 points, 30.5 points per game, six, re- six assists, 5.2 rebounds a game. I mean, if, if I reeled off numbers and I didn't tell you who that guy was, you would say that guy had a good series and that guy is Steph Curry. So, I mean, come on. Yes, you can argue in terms of him not winning finals MVPs. Fine, I get that. And, and maybe it's fair. But it doesn't take away, from my standpoint, his greatness. It doesn't take away from his greatness. Just like uh, the first time the Warriors won a championship, with, you know, against LeBron and those boys, right? LeBron didn't have Kyrie. LeBron didn't have Kevin Love. For me, as far as I'm concerned, LeBron gets a pass in those finals because he didn't have anybody, as far as I'm concerned. So, same deal with Steph on some level. 
you know, I I think he kind of gets a pass because the Warriors really didn't have – it was just Steph at, at times in that series. It was just Steph. And so, you know, it, it, he's still a great player. And, and I think, again, you know, in, in, in this society, we, we always like to blame somebody. We always like to slap the blame on somebody. But at the end of the day, Steph Curry, for the most part, did his part. For the most part. You, you know, again, obviously that's a shot he should make because he's Steph Curry and he's a great player. But for the most part, he did his job. So, looking now, we, we got a lot going on with, with this whole series and, and how it impacted the NBA. Your New York Knicks may have been impacted a lot by what transpired with <laughs> Kevin Durant. Um, as a Knicks fan, you know, how are you feeling at this point? I, I cried. I cried. I cried for for my own selfish reasons. Uh, you know, everybody saw the uh, the Drake video. I'm sure on, on social media when Clay Thompson got hurt. That that was me. Uh, at game five. Uh, and, and you know, it, it's a tough tough break. Um, you know, being a Knicks fan is hard, and and Achilles just made it even harder. So. <laughs> Uh, but we'll be okay. okay. I, I don't know how and when, but we will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, you know, Kawhi, there, there are talks that he has some interest in New York. You know, who knows? It, it's so much rumors out here, so many rumors out here. So who knows, especially with Kawhi, who knows what to believe? He doesn't talk. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> what is happening, what is going through his head. I mean, you get, he doesn't give you anything. I mean, he's probably a great poker player because, man, his facial expression is just the same. I mean, he, he doesn't give you anything in terms of how, you know, how he's going to proceed. You don't know. But let me ask you this. This run by Kawhi Leonard, I mean, it was a great run. It was a great run. I mean, his dominance. You know, I look at the, the Sixers series, the Philadelphia series. That hurt. I mean, obviously, as a Sixers fan, that hurt. I mean, that shot, it was a great shot. It was a beautiful shot. But that hurt. That really, really hurt. But I move on. But look at that Kawhi Leonard and, and this run. I mean, this tremendous run. You know, 30.5 points per game in these playoffs nine rebounds, three assists in these playoffs per game. I mean, his dominance was big time against Philadelphia, dominated Milwaukee. I mean, he had big time moments in this series. The guy was special. How do you look at overall, how do you look at Kawhi's run through and to the NBA Finals and ultimately in the NBA Finals, winning the NBA Finals for the Toronto Raptors? How do you look at this run? Uh, you know, I, I compare it to, you know, LeBron's run a couple years ago, uh, leading Cleveland t- to that title. Uh, I, I compare it to, you know, Michael Jordan's first championship with uh, beating the Lakers. And, and here's why I, I'll say that, you know, because I'm sure you, your listeners are listening like, what the hell are you talking about? But at that point in, in 91, the Bulls, Scottie Pippen wasn't established yet. He was on, he was on his way, but he still wasn't there yet. Uh, you know, and the rest of those guys after that were role guys at best. Uh, you, you know, Horace Grant did his job. John Paxson did his job. But, you know, Michael had to do a little bit of, of everything. Look at me saying Michael like I know him personally. But, you know, Jordan had to do – Everything, uh, uh, you know. So I compare it to that. I, I compare it to LeBron getting to that finals with that group in Cleveland the first time when uh, they they got swept by the uh, Spurs. 
uh, you know, a team full of guys that nobody really wanted. Um, you know, now you fast forward to Kawhi Leonard with Toronto. Uh, nobody talks about this. I, I think giving up Valanciunas, Jonas Valanciunas last year for Gasol was huge. Uh, because I, I thought I thought Valentunas was a guy that actually had a chance to surpass Gasol and, and be even better, almost be their second option. Whereas now you've got Gasol, who's your fourth option, sometimes even your fifth with the way Van Fleet played in, in the finals. So, you know, for Kawhi to just lead those guys and, and – you know, not change his demeanor and, and just stick to the task at, at hand. I, I compare it to those guys because uh, I I compare it to LeBron and, and Jordan's performances because you're taking guys that have never been in these situations. And, and in sports, that's hard because you can lead them, but they might not follow. So for, for these guys to follow – Kawhi Leonard's lead uh, when nobody gave him a shot. It, you know, really speaks value on him as a person and, and as a player. So, you know, I, I got to compare it to those runs that, that those two guys did r- respectively uh, in in the 90s and, and early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a great run. It was definitely a great run. And to me, he single-handedly beat the Philadelphia 76ers. And I watched that series closely. And he single-handedly beat the Philadelphia 76ers all the way to, you know, obviously the buzzer-beater shot, the buzzer-beater shot. I mean, that, that, he single-handedly beat the Sixers. He was special in that series. I mean, and I I look at this, and to me, if you're the Bucks you're the Celtics and you're the 76ers, you're kicking yourself right now because the Warriors were right for the picking. This was the year to beat the Golden State Warriors, not because you are better than them, but but because of what transpired, the injuries, the injuries. And, and I always said the only way the Golden State Warriors, to me, were losing if injuries occurred. And lo and behold, Injuries happen. And so if you're Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, you're really, really kicking yourself right now. Your thoughts on that? <laughs> this is true. But I, I, I think, and we spoke about this right before the playoffs started, really the only team that could have challenged Toronto, in my opinion, was Milwaukee. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't sold on, on the Sixers, uh, you know, being that Ben Simmons would have to play such a big role and, and you know, he probably wasn't ready for, for that stage yet. And then we saw that Giannis really wasn't ready for the stage yet. Right. You, you know, the, the way he played those last two games uh, for Milwaukee, uh, you, you know, it, it really led for you to say, okay, he's got to go back to, you know, the lab and, and, and work on some things and come back a, a little better. Uh, I think you look at the first two games that Milwaukee won after that, it was, you know, night and day. Uh, so I, I would say maybe Milwaukee, you know, is kicking themselves right now, but I'm going to go back. You probably just got to give Toronto more credit. They, they knew what buttons to push with one another and, and uh, found a way to get it done. I, I will say this. You know, going into that series, Raptors and the Sixers, I had the Raptors winning that series in seven. So I thought maybe I liked the way they matched up against Philly, and I just thought they might have been a slightly better team. As I watched the series, I I walked away from that series thinking maybe the best team didn't necessarily win, but at, at the end of the day, Toronto is Toronto, and they are the NBA champions because I feel like, if Joel Embiid was, you know, didn't have, you know, that, that upper respiratory infection in game four, you know, in game five as well, where he was sick, maybe it's a different story. I mean, maybe, 
I, and, I, and I could be wrong on that, but I feel like a healthy Embiid changes things. But hey, you're you're, you're being Sean Elliott right now, big time. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna leave it at that. Shout out to Sean Elliott. <laughs> I mean, I just <laughs> I just thought, you know. Just the way that series ended as well, with, you know, with Kawhi and that amazing shot. They needed every last bit of Kawhi. Kawhi was like what? Shot like forty times in that series, in that game seven. I think thirty-nine, forty times in that game seven. But anyway, it is what it is. We, you know, shout Paul, out to the Toronto I'm gonna, Raptors. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to say this, Paul. I'm going to say this, and I'm only going to say this on your show. <laughs> and, and, and I don't want Philly to kill me. That game seven. There were only two guys, and I might even say one and a half guys that were ready for that game seven for the Sixers. Jimmy Butler and maybe J.J. Reddick. Those <laughs> other guys wanted no parts of that game seven. You, you know that. Come on, man. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I see, I, I look at it a little differently. I thought, I thought on the other side with Toronto – I thought there was only one guy who was ready for that game seven. That was Kawhi Leonard. It's like everybody else was scared to take shots. Well, he's been, he's game. been in big games. For he, sure. He'd been in big games before, so it was okay. We, we the, I say we, but the, the Sixers, <laughs> they didn't execute. <laughs> they didn't execute in that game, you know, especially down the stretch there. And, you know, part of his youth, I mean, obviously – you do. There is a process in terms of in terms of winning an NBA title. You got to go through some things, and you know ultimately, the Sixers, the Raptors, before winning the NBA, before going to the NBA Finals, ultimately winning the NBA Finals, that team went through some things. Even though you know the star, the top star is different, Kawhi Leonard for DeRozan, but that team went through a lot in order to win an NBA title. They went through the process, if you will, and so the Sixers also have to go through the process, if you will. They have to trust the process, go through the process, and, you know, and come out on the other side. But, man, man, as a Sixers fan, I feel like we, I got to say we, we let one get away. But, hey, shout out to the Toronto Raptors. Congratulations to them. You know, they definitely deserve everything that's come their way. So, obviously, so much to happen in the NBA in the next few weeks, you know, with the draft, with Anthony Davis and what's going to happen there, with, you know, the Raptors and Kawhi Leonard, the Warriors with Thompson and Durant and how that whole situation shakes out. I mean, going into next season, this is a beautiful thing for the NBA because, before, I mean, you didn't really even need to watch the NBA to say, oh, Cavaliers, Warriors, and the NBA Finals. And then you can just pick whoever one you want to pick. Now, moving forward, it's going to be very difficult. You're now going to have to think about it some. But going into next season for you, and, and hey, it's early and I know a lot can happen, but is there a favorite for you? Is there is there a team that – may stand out to you going forward? I know this is going to sound crazy. And I I saw this today. LeBron didn't make the playoffs and another country won the championship. He's coming back. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. So, with that being said, I think maybe you're expecting either Anthony Davis to come there or, you know, maybe even Jimmy Butler, maybe Kawhi. Who knows? I mean, the Lakers, at one point, there was a thought in my mind that maybe they would not get back to the top because I thought as long as Kevin Durant was in Golden State, there was no way that the Lakers would be able to beat that team. I just, that was just my opinion. But now it's so wide open. If they can get Anthony Davis, if they can, you know, continue to build the roster, the Los Angeles Lakers could, in fact, LeBron and those boys, LeBron could get another ring. 
because the West has now opened up a little bit, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, but you could argue if if Kawhi goes to the Clippers, I mean, or what the Clippers have already, you know that that's a, a huge upgrade situation. I mean, it's going to be interesting, and, and I will say, you know, as great as Anthony Davis is, the guy hasn't really shown the ability to stay healthy, so. That is, you know, something maybe to put in the back of your mind, but he has not shown that ability. So, well, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Paul. I actually had that conversation today in my office. I don't look at Anthony Davis as a superstar. To me, he's now been relegated to that third tier line of guys, and I know people think I'm crazy, but they're about. Ten other guys that I would take before Anthony Davis right now. Um, so you know, for the the amount of the attention that we're giving him right now, yeah, you you got you got to earn that for me, player. You got to earn that, man. <laughs> you got to earn that, baby. Come on. And that's not unfair. That's not really unfair at all. I mean. He did get to the second round in the NBA playoffs, what, two years ago? But, again, do you really trust Anthony Davis? Health-wise, do you trust him? I'd have to say no. I'd have to say most definitely no. I don't trust him. His ability to stay healthy, I don't trust him. And I'm not, I have not seen his – you know, he hasn't been the pillar of health. So I, I don't trust Anthony Davis at this point. So him going to Los Angeles – Yes, on paper, it looks like an upgrade, but if you can't stay healthy, it becomes irrelevant on, on some level. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how that situation plays out. I mean, I, I do wish that he would stay in New Orleans, you know, maybe align himself with Zion Williamson and, and you know, Drew Holiday possibly, you know, may possibly do something there. But, I, you know, obviously he wants to go to Los Angeles at this point. It seems pretty evident, maybe New York as well, but – I would be shocked if he's not in a Laker uniform come next season. But we, we shall see. Before we get out of here, you watched a lot of college basketball. Zion Williamson is expected to be the number one pick by the New Orleans Pelicans. To you, what is his ceiling? As advertised. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, where, it's wherever he wants it to be. <laughs> you don't have any concerns about his game. We will figure it out if there is one. Okay. All right. So your rider Bronx, you guys are getting ready for your season. You're expecting a, a, a good season next year. I hope so. I want to keep my job. So, <laughs> you know, this will be, uh, you know, our guys will be back uh, in July uh, for summer school, and we're going we're going to get after it, man. We know what the task is at hand. Uh, you know, I've spoken about this with a few people. Uh, you know, we've done everything from winning rookie of the year, player of the year, coach of the year, all leagues, uh, getting to the CBI, getting to the CIT, getting to the NIT. You know, we know what's at stake for us, and that's to get to the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, 1994 was a long time ago. Um, you know, some of the things that that I've done personally is uh, I watched the 1994 game of Ryder versus Wagner uh, to get to the NCAA tournament, and just the excitement that uh, you know was on campus that day for that championship game. You know, between myself, the staff, and, and the guys that, that we have on this team, everybody wants to have that feeling again. And, and Ryder deserves it, man. So, you know, we're going to put the work in to hopefully give that to him. Uh, you know, it, it's a great place, and, and the people here deserve that. Sounds good. Marlon, appreciate it, man. As always, good time talking to NBA, man. It's been a great year. It's free agency is going to be great, even better, I think. I mean, not better, but it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. We'll be talking about the NBA for a while. 
For sure, for sure. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, at this point, you know, we have about a minute to go left in this show. About to get out of here. So, you can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pgant, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Also, goforradio.com. A lot of different places. iHeart, Stitcher. You can go all those different places and listen to this great, great show. The NBA season is behind us. The draft, free agency is upon us. Man, it's going to be very, very exciting. See you later. Take care.